0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier, columnist for BleacherReport.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Thanks for joining us today. We got a busy show previewing the Cowboys cornerbacks. We're going to talk about all of their options at cornerbacks. We're going to talk about their young players, their older players, which player might be able to surprise some and make it to the roster. We'll cover that all more on this edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Make sure that you are listening to some of our other podcasts on the Locked On uh, Locked On Network, such as the Locked On NFL Show with Matt Williamson, a personal favorite of mine. Make sure you check it out. Subscribe to all those podcasts on iTunes. If you have another favorite team, if your friend has a favorite team in the NFL, NBA, make sure you check out the Locked On podcast. Let's go ahead and get started. As a group, this Cowboys cornerback unit has a lot of question marks. And last year, surprisingly, the Cowboys have one of the better cornerback units in the entire NFL. Uh, Pro Football Focus actually gave Dallas the number one ranked grade for their secondary. However, Dallas decided to not bring a lot of those players back for a variety of reasons. We're going to kind of talk about that in a second. Uh, They decided to let go Morris Claiborne. They decided to let go Brandon Carr. They decided to let go of Barry Church and J.J. Wilcox in the secondary, and that was confusing to some people. We know a big reason of why the Cowboys decided to move on from some of those players was because of salary and age. They simply wanted to get younger in their secondary, and they didn't have the salary cap to pay all those players. Uh, None of them got big deals, but the combination of all four was too expensive to pay. So the Cowboys decided to use their draft picks to rebuild their secondary, especially their cornerbacks. They drafted three cornerbacks uh, in the 2017 draft. My warning to fans is that it's going to be rough early in the season. I think the Cowboys are going to use a lot of their veterans to start the year and transition to younger players as the season goes along. However, their older players such as Orlando Skandrick and Nolan Carroll are nothing more than average players right now. And I know Skandrick can be more than average when he's healthy, but he just hasn't been that that as of late. We'll see what happens with Nolan Carroll but I predict that the Cowboys secondary is going to start off slow as the season begins. Let's talk about each player individually. Nolan Carroll, probably going to open up as the team's number one corner. Uh, He was brought over from Philadelphia. I thought he struggled mightily in the last two seasons, especially against Des and Odell. I'm nervous about him matching up against number one receivers. However, if the Cowboys can, allow him to be the second outside corner, and if maybe one of the other corner steps up, Anthony Brown, I think he's okay as a number two. They, they Dallas signed him to a three-year, $10 million deal this offseason. It's not a ton of money, um, but it does make him the second highest paid corner on this roster. I'm not in love with Nolan Carroll. I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys uh, find out that he's just No better than average, and they play the kids early on in the season. But expect Nolan Carroll to open up the season as the number one corner and on the outside for Dallas. Second one I want to talk about is Orlando Skandrick. He's another corner that is entering his 30s. Has not played well in the last two seasons. Uh, Last season, was first year back from the the, uh, torn ACL. Never really healthy. Uh, Dallas tried to manage him. He played limited snaps, never really had that quickness back that he had when he was a younger player. I'm just not sure that at the age of 30, with multiple big injuries, with you know some chronic bad hamstrings, that he's going to be able to survive on the outside. He was never a guy that, that took the ball away frequently. He relied on toughness, grittiness, uh, physicality to win. I think he might be better off in the slot long-term, but then again, does he have the quickness to guard Jamison Crowder? Does he have the quickness to guard Jordan Matthews or Odell Beckham? It's a question that we're going to need to see be answered by the end of the season. I'm not optimistic about Skandrick inside. My belief is that they're going to start Skandrick inside in nickel situations, but eventually Jordan Lewis is going to take over that role. It could be by 2018. It could be by week one of this season. It's just there's no way of knowing. I really believe that Skandrick is, this is probably Skandrick's last year in Dallas. The other corner that I think has a chance to be a real star in this league is Anthony Brown. Last year, a six-round pick, Anthony Brown stepped right in. And played well. Uh, When Skandrick was healthy at the end of the season, he was replaced. And I thought that was an unwise move. Brown has the quickness, the speed, and the anticipation as a corner to really thrive in the NFL. Uh, We see that he has ball skills. We see that he's not afraid to tackle. He is the complete package at cornerback. And I don't think it's going to take very long for the Cowboys to realize that he's their best corner. Now, whether he starts on the outside, we'll see. My belief is that he's going to start in nickel situations and that eventually he's going to be a player that the Cowboys can't take off the field. Those are your top three entering the season. Uh, I believe in some order you're going to see Skandrick, Carroll, and Brown on the field against the Giants. What's going to be interesting is how the Cowboys use their rookies. We're going to start with Jadobi Awuzie, the second round pick from Colorado. He's got all the measurables to be a star outside cornerback. He's a sparked up player that has ball skills. That's not afraid of tackling. That's why Dallas is intrigued about him playing a hybrid role similar to Byron Jones. He's not as good of an athlete as Byron. But he's a similar athlete. I think Dallas envisions Chidobe playing a little bit of linebacker, a little bit of safety, a little bit of slot corner, a little bit of outside corner, depending on the matchup. With Byron becoming a full-time starter at you know, free safety, in, in reality, he's really the strongest safety for Dallas, but they list him as a free safety. They're going to want somebody that can be that matchup guy, depending on who they play. Uh, if Dallas is going against... Uh, you know, two good tight ends. Maybe Philadelphia uses Ertz and Trey Burton. They're going to need another player outside of Byron Jones to cover those mismatched tight ends. I think that's eventually what uh, Ouzier is going to be used for this year. Long-term, I think he's got a high ceiling as a corner. Will he ever be a number one corner? We'll see. My guess is he can be a really strong number two corner. With safety help, over top I think this is going to be a really nice player Jordan Lewis on the smaller size our side has the quickness doesn't have the length I think he is ideal for today's slot corner uh, he plays with toughness kind of like Skandrick he has better ball skills than Skandrick uh, he's better at tracking the ball last year at Michigan he had a bunch of plays where he could have made a nice interception just didn't happen. We You see the one-handed interception over and over again. That's just an example of his potential as a corner. He's got that ability to be uh, a Malcolm Butler type of corner. Or maybe you can play him on the outside. But he is probably going to be better inside as a, as a slot. Matching up uh, against some of your quicker slot receivers. I was impressed when I went back and watched him after the draft. I thought he held up really well on the outside. I thought he he didn't get enough credit for playing as well as he did as an outside corner. I won't be shocked if Dallas starts him out there and you know forces him to fail at that spot before moving him inside. I would say that if I had to guess right now, I think Lewis is going to end up playing more slots or more slots, more snaps. Excuse me, on defense than Owusi just because he's got one. Specific skill that he can use right away. I think you'll see both on the field a lot. I'm not necessarily sure you're going to see it early in the season. Let's talk about another pick they had Marquez White from Florida State. I actually like Marquez White a lot more than what people seem to. I know that he was a late round pick, and I was actually kind of shocked that he fell. He's got the size, the physicality you want from an outside corner. His technique is just raw. Uh, he gets off balance at times. And he reaches too often, but those are both correctable mistakes. I think he has a chance to make the 53-man roster. But his best, let me rephrase that. A great goal for him should be to try to make the 53-man roster. But I think in terms of development, if he could end up on the team's practice squad and the Cowboys could stash him for a year and allow him to learn the game to rework his body, to work on his balance. I think that's a guy that next year, 2018, could come in and challenge for a top-four cornerback spot. And this is the thing when you have a good roster and you have a deep team is you can take guys in the fifth, sixth round and you can stash them and get them ready for the following season, of the year after that, and that way you're not forced to overpay guys like Nolan Carroll or Skandrick Scandrick, okay? If Cowboys would have had somebody ready to go in that spot, maybe they wouldn't have had to pay Orlando Scandrick. Maybe it wouldn't have been as big of a loss to lose Claiborne and Carr. I think Dallas, is, they're on the right path. They're learning how to draft, develop, and then get ready to move in instead of reaching out and signing older veterans or signing big contracts in free agency. You don't see Dallas very often give out a lot of money in free agency. Nolan Carroll was the biggest deal Dallas did in this offseason. And he only got ten million over three years, not a big deal. Uh, Dallas is on that right path. They got to hit on some of these guys, and you know we're seeing on offense a great example of you know their draft and develop is. Let's see what happens with Rico Gathers. Drafted Rico late last year. Let's see if he's ready to contribute this year. Look at Kavon Frazier. Drafted Kavon in the sixth round last year. Maybe he's ready to take over that J.J. Wilcox role. That's the part of the NFL that doesn't get talked about enough is drafting, developing on your practice squad or at the end of the roster, and then sliding those guys in. I like White. I think he's an outside corner. He's definitely not going to play the slot in the NFL. He might get, spend a little bit of time uh, at free safety. He was very good at Florida State when he was the number 2 cornerback, and Jalen Ramsey was the other two, other corner. When he had safety help, this was a really good corner because he he can play in the first ten yards. He reminds me a lot of uh, Brandon Browner of Seattle when Browner was at the peak of his career. If you allow him to play within the first ten yards, use his length, use his physicality, and have somebody covering up him down the field, it's a really strong player. I know Brandon Browner sometimes has mixed feelings when he, you mention that name, but I think that's a, a attainable ceiling for marquez white i'm excited to see him in in training camp and preseason to see how much he grows my guess is that he's going to take big steps every week he's a he's a guy to keep your eye on i will not be shocked if he's a guy that makes the 53 man roster because he's got a ton of ability last corner we're going to talk about real quick is leon mcfadden mcfadden played some snaps last year for dallas Uh, He was in the Pittsburgh game. You might remember him as the corner that was covering Antonio Brown on the fake spike for a touchdown. I don't hate Leon McFadden. I think he's a nice guy if he's your fourth cornerback or your fifth cornerback. I do think the Cowboys would love to stash him on the practice squad and keep him there for practice reasons. And in case one of your starters goes down, at least you know that McFadden knows this defense and he's got some kind of ability. He's another athletic kid, still young, uh, can play on the outside, nothing spectacular, nothing great, but he can he can give you competent play. Uh, I like having a cornerback on my practice squad because that's a position that gets a lot of injuries throughout the year. If they can keep McFadden there, pull him up if they need to, I think that's going to improve their depth quite a bit. I, I'm sure you guys remember the years where Dallas was just picking corners up off the street. If you can have... A guy like McFadden under practice squad, you're doing pretty well. Overall, this is a group that has a lot of question marks. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, they got a lot of young players, they've got a lot of older players. I kind of like the mix of them. I, I expect that this unit by week 12, 13, 14 is going to look much different than it does in the first two, three games of the season. Don't judge this group by what they look like in week one and two. Judge them by how they are playing in December. I have a feeling if you do it that way, you'll be much happier with the progress that they're going to make. They're not going to start off the way they were at the end of the season where they limited teams to just seven touchdowns in December. But maybe by the end of this year, they can get back on that level. It's got a lot of talent. It's got a lot of versatility. What I like about this defensive back group compared to what they've done in previous years is they've got the ability to play man or zone. It sounds like and it seems like this team is trying to get more corners that can play zone, but last year when you had Brandon Carr and Morris Claiborne on the field, that was primarily a man team. And the problem with that is you don't get a ton of turnovers in man. You just don't because the corners are not looking at the ball. Zone defenses are typically the defenses that get a lot of turnovers, force fumbles, because they're constantly focusing on the ball. I think Dallas wants to be a versatile defense that can play both depending on the offense. Like I mentioned before, don't get your expectations up. It might take a while. It might not even be this season that this group comes together and plays well. It could be in 2018, but I think Dallas is doing the right thing in Letting their older players go. I love Morris Claiborne. I love his talent. I wish Dallas would have re-signed him. But this is not a guy they could rely on. And when you can't get on the field, you just don't have much value to the team. It didn't make sense for Dallas to give Claiborne a long-term deal. It didn't make sense to give Carr, who was over 30, who was clearly slowing down, who didn't have the speed anymore to play on the outside, a long-term deal. I like Dallas's idea. I think it's going to take some time for this defensive back group to work out. I think they're going to be okay in the long run. What will help is if they improve their pass rush, which we've talked about on that on the previous show. We'll see if that happens and if they can get better play out of their safeties. And that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow on the podcast. How big of a jump can we expect Byron Jones to make in his third year? Can Jeff Peeth be an improvement over J.J. Wilcox and Barry Church? All that tomorrow on the Locked on Cowboys podcast. That's it for today's preview. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you can subscribe to podcasts. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. If you ever have a question for the podcast, use that hashtag LockedOnCowboys on Cowboys and send me in your questions. Again, tomorrow we're talking safeties. Send in the questions. Thanks for listening. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. (laughs) Bye, goal.